Good morning to each of you. Glad we're together. Glad that we're uh, together to worship, to praise our Lord. I don't know about you, but that guy that takes that tape measure every week gets me quite something. I don't know how much struggle that is for, uh, for you, but uh, that was, uh, that's a good one. And somebody asked me the other day uh, if our refurbished uh, stained glass window just behind me had some sort of film over it. It seemed to be uh, darker to them. And I quickly responded that we didn't put any kind of film on it. The reason the window seemed darker is that there hasn't been much sun. Today is no exception. My goodness, we have had all sorts of cloudy days, one right after another. I suppose that just comes along with winter. The hymn, uh, In the Bleak Midwinter, uh, comes by its name honestly. Winter has that sort of darkness, that sort of cloudy, cold feel to it, and indeed it uh, does uh, have its effect upon us. You know, we talked about it just a bit at Christmas. We, we mentioned it uh, in the context of the light of Christ coming into the life of the world. If you remember, we, we talked uh, just very briefly uh, during Christmas Eve service about seasonal affective disorder, disorder or uh, SAD. The, the lack of sunlight uh, coupled with uh, the colder temperatures has a way of uh, affecting our outlook on things. And for, for some people, it uh, has a way of uh, really affecting things. You might find yourself uh, having to struggle with, uh, with that seasonal affective disorder. It's not unusual to feel a bit depressed this time of year. As again, uh, I mentioned at Christmas, I take advantage uh, of every bit of sunlight uh, that I can take in. I hope you're doing the same. Winter doldrums or not, all of us battle the blahs every now and then, some more severely and some more persistently. In fact, I'm of the mind, as I've dealt with people over the years, that almost everybody deals with a, a bit of depression to some degree. If we're really honest with ourselves, our circumstances are such that they play havoc with our emotions. That's all the more reason for us to be intentional about dealing with our emotions. Proverbs 15, 13 states, a happy heart makes the face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. We should be careful not to let things get to the place where our spirits are crushed. Proverbs 17, 22 says much of the, of the same. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. A crushed spirit keeps us from living life to the full. A cheerful heart is what, just what the doctor ordered, and I'm, I'm talking about the, the great physician here, the one who has every interest in our uh, health and wholeness, our well-being. Proverbs 15.30 states, light in a messenger's eyes brings joy to the heart, and good news gives health to the bones. Nothing brightens our spirit like good news. Nothing puts us where we need to be like standing with the firm assurance in the good news of Jesus Christ 
for each of our lives. The psalmist reminds us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are also complicated, complicated to no end. Fearfully, wonderfully made, yet complex in, in every way, particularly when it comes to our emotions. As we have come to know, emotions have a way of manifesting themselves in surprising ways. Cheryl and I have a good friend who says that when it comes to emotions, sometimes things just come out sideways. I will often say to myself, when emotions come bubbling out and, and every now and then that just, just happens, it happens for every one of us, I'll, I'll ask myself, where in the world did that come from? It happens all the time when I'm sitting in traffic. It just sort of pops out. That may happen for you as well. It comes to us all to look deep within and try and make sense of all the currents that make up our emotions. As you know, that's easier said than done. It's not easy taking a hard look at ourselves. It, it takes a lot of work to figure out what's going on when it comes to our feelings. I'm of the mind that, that dealing with things emotionally is essentially and fundamentally, if not ultimately, a spiritual pursuit. One thing for sure, an honest pursuit of God will eventually cause us to look deep within. You see, it's in, in God's light that all things are made known. We see ourselves for who we are. Our shortcomings and failures are exposed. Our insecurities are laid bare. The things of the past are dealt with. Psalm 139, verses 1 and 2, talks about God's great work in this regard. It's a famous passage. Let's hear it read. O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. God is able to search us out like no other. If given a chance, he probes deep within, leading us in ways that bring healing and wholeness. Thanks be to God that he cares enough to help us dig deep within to bring healing and wholeness to our lives. He examines our hearts. He searches us out. He knows when we stand and when we sit. Thanks be to God that he leans into our lives and touches us at the very point of our need. Hear this great prayer that is in the very same psalm. Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of life everlasting. God knows us better than we know ourselves. He is always searching us out. Jesus himself said, the very hairs on our head are numbered. Think about that. We need to let God do his thing when it comes to him searching us out allow him entry into our lives. 
Allow him to, to work, to, to transform, to, to help us with the, the courage necessary to, to make the, the, the sort of deep uh, internal search so that we may be truly authentic before him and eventually truly authentic before everyone else. You and I would do well to lay ourselves before God. When it comes to emotional health, the the great commandments come into play. The great commandments of loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. The the second of which is to love your neighbor as you you love yourself. This, This stuff of love is fundamental. It cuts to the very core of what it means to be healthy emotionally. When it comes to such things, Uh, Three things are at play. First, loving God. Two, loving neighbor. Three, loving ourselves. Loving ourselves with with a healthy love that then helps us to express ourselves in healthy ways, not only to God, but also to one another. Each of these three things, love for God, love for others, Love for self is a high calling. And quite frankly, beyond us, save for the love of God that is in our lives. It is absolute truth. We love only as we have been first loved. Now hear that again. We love only as we have been first loved. Such begins with God. And it stretches to those who have been and are a part of our lives. You see, God uses others to share his love to pour the same into our lives, including those who make up our families. God's love makes it possible to love well in every area of our lives. We're not only able to love him, but other people, and maybe even more importantly, we are able to love ourselves and to do that in a healthy way. The the stuff of loving ourselves is, is critical to emotional health. Now hear this, a healthy, mature love for self opens the door to deal with those emotions that really aren't so becoming. And every one of us have those. It opens that door, helping us to deal with those emotions that aren't so becoming. And it also helps us to live into those that are. A mature, healthy sense of love for ourselves. It's critical toward us being healthy, in regard to our emotions. There's a lot of talk these days about emotional intelligence. You may have heard that term. You may have even done some study around that. According to Joshua Friedman, in his book, Handle with Care, he defines emotional intelligence as a way of, uh, of recognizing, understanding, and choosing how we think, how we feel, and how we act. It shapes our our interactions with others and even our understanding of ourselves. 
Emotional intelligence defines how and what we learn. It allows us to set priorities. It determines the majority of our daily actions. Emotional intelligence. Friedman also asserts that, that research suggests that emotional intelligence is responsible for as much as 80% of the success in our lives. And we would think that it would be IQ or certain talents. Yeah, it's that emotional intelligence that allows us to, to interact with life and, and, and in the mix of that with others to really become successful really become the sort of people that God has created us to be. I ran across uh, this graphic the other day, which outlines the various elements of emotional intelligence. There, there are five things that are listed there. They include self-awareness. You see that at the very, very top uh, left. Centuries ago, it was Socrates who said that the most important thing that any of us can do is to know thyself. The ability to look deep within is critical to emotional health. Looking deep within is not always easy. And in some, some instances, is best done with the help of a trusted counselor. It may be that you have that trusted counselor in your life, maybe formally, as a, and you see a therapist on a regular basis. It may be that you have a, a trusted friend or maybe a family member that is that trusted counselor. Self-awareness is important to our emotional health. You'll notice here on this, uh, on this graphic, uh, empathy. Empathy has... Um, has to do with placing value on the feelings of others. Not everybody does that. For so many, the world, if not the universe, revolves around them. And who cares about the feelings of others? Empathy is a matter of uh, valuing the feelings of others. It's a matter of listening. It involves considering how you might feel in the same situation as that of the one you're listening to. Jesus tells us to do unto others as you would have them do unto us. He also shares, judge not lest you be judged. Jesus would want us to be empathetic and to be aware of and concerned for the needs of other people. Empathy is a really important element of being emotionally intelligent. You notice up here, motivation. Now, we're motivated by all sorts of things, notwithstanding uh, power and position and money and other things that come along. But, but really, motivation has less to do with those external rewards and more with fulfilling things that are deep within, those sort of passions, those needs and goals that spring up deep within. A fire that, that burns deep within will carry us a whole lot further than some arbitrary carrot on a stick. We're all pursuing that carrot, and that motivates us to a certain degree, but it's really uh, what goes on in the inside. That what really motivates us deeply. Those are the things that, that really carry us far. 
and are important in being emotionally intelligent. Self-regulation is another one of those elements that has, has everything to do with processing things before acting, not being so impulsive when it comes to emotions. This includes providing space to, um, to, to slow down, to, to calm down, to get perspective, to, to, uh, to be able to act appropriately. Now, I've mentioned it on, on other occasions, at, at other times. There are just some things that I need to sleep on. There are some things I need to, to brood over, just have some space to really try to process them. I found that that practice has been helpful over and over again. Finally, we see, uh, see here uh, social skills. And you would probably uh, guess that even before you, you even heard a, a broad uh, definition of what it means to be emotionally intelligent. Social skills point to the ability to make and also maintain healthy relationships, right relationships that stay healthy day in and day out. No one is an island unto themselves. God created us for relationship. We're going to hear a lot more about that next week as we consider what it means to make and maintain healthy relationships. You and I were not built to go it alone. Those who possess the ability to build right relationships go a long way in this world. To the degree where we employ these elements, self-awareness, empathy, motivation, self-regulation, skills that, that build relationships, we will, uh, we will find uh, our lives making a difference. We'll find ourselves more deeply fulfilled we will find ourselves reflecting who it is that God indeed wants us to be. I've always felt this, that everyone, and I mean everyone who walks through the door of the church, has uh, things they need to deal with. I've always been convinced about that. And even as we gather here today in this room, as others join us uh, via live stream, everybody who is a part of this experience has some needs they need to deal with. In that sense, every one of us, everybody, find themselves on a level playing field. I feel just as strongly that the church is a place to deal with those things. The church ought to be a, a common ground where all concern come and, and offer what is going on in their lives. And all of that in an environment of love and compassion and trust. Hopefully we're, we're building those elements into our common life together of love, compassion, and trust. And that we, uh, we find ourselves uh, at that place where we are able to share what is indeed going on in our lives. But some of that does, while some of that does go on, as a part of church, it doesn't go on nearly enough. When it comes to church, sometimes we are all too contented. It's maybe even easier to do this, to just put on a happy face 
at the expense of, of really being authentic. We would much prefer to just make a good appearance, even when things aren't as they appear to be. You might be like Cheryl and me when it comes to, to cleaning house in advance of having people over. We straighten, we dust, we vacuum, but God forbid that the first guest would open any of our closet doors. <laughs> Sometimes we'll even throw stuff in there just to kind of get it out of the way. While we may be going on to perfection, and that's very much one of the, 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 the main pillars of, of our understanding of, of life in Christ as a United Methodist people, while we may be going on to perfection, none of us, nobody is perfect. We need to get over that notion and get real, real with ourselves, real with one another, real with God. And in this stuff of getting real with God, we'll soon discover that he knew what was going on all along. Just like we did last week, let's consider a prescription. This time for emotional health. Let me encourage you to, to name your feelings, to go ahead and, and, and deal with that stuff of becoming uh, real, real with yourself right at the, right at the outset, real with others, real with the Lord that loves you so deeply. Let me encourage you with God's help and the help of others to work, to break from whatever destructive patterns might be at play in your life. And let's, uh, let's agree, there are those destructive patterns. Some of those are, are more destructive with certain individuals, but all of us have them. Let's work with one another, and particularly those with whom you are closest, to work on those destructive patterns. How about this? Know your strengths. Know your weaknesses, and freely share them with other people. That's a great way to start in this stuff of being authentic with each other. How about working to resolve the conflict in, in a way that, that takes into consideration the perspective of others. Yeah, go ahead and, and work on those uh, places of conflict in your life, uh, each to the other. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of soul searching, maybe even a little bit of humble pie. Uh, work to resolve the conflicts that are in your life. It was the Apostle Paul who said, and he gives us a great bit of wisdom here, do not be, be angry but do not sin. Be angry, but don't sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Finally, become alert to God's love. And again, that harkens back to that stuff of the, of the great commandments of love for God, love for neighbor as self. Open yourself to God and allow him to fill you to the very depth of your soul. Remember that God is present all that you are and in all that you do, and he loves you literally at every turn. Let that love overwhelm you, and in that you will find yourself coming to the place of healing and wholeness, the healing and wholeness, again, that he longs 
for your life. For those of you who have flown, you know that lugging around a carry-on bag can get a bit bothersome. Even if that carry-on bag has wheels to it, it just gets to be a drag after a while. We all carry baggage. And that baggage weighs us down to no end. Because of the baggage we carry, we risk missing out on the emotional health that God desires for our lives. So then the call is this. Lay down your baggage. Lay down your baggage at the foot of the cross and let God do with you what he will. And know that as he goes to work to transform you, to bless you, to meet you in the mix of of all the currents, all those emotional currents of your life, he stands as a God of love to wonderfully and beautifully help you to make your way through those emotions and to get on top of them to the end that you find yourself returning the same love to him, issuing the same love to those who are around you, and maybe again, even more importantly, being able to turn inward and love yourself. Let's pray together. Let's say, God, we thank you that you love us in the ways that you do. We thank you that you take such a, a deep and intense interest in our lives. We are thankful that you stand always ready to be invited in, to take up residence, to do your thing deep within us. Lord, we, uh, we claim those places where there's... Uh, There's a lot of unhealth where we're just not as healthy as we should be when it comes to to our emotions. We pray that you bless us. We pray that you heal us in the name of Christ. We pray that you go to work and make that eternal difference in our lives. Lord, thank you for the challenge of your word. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to respond to your word. So draw us close to you. Awaken us to your love. Awaken us uh, to who we are and who it is you would have us to be. This prayer we make in the name of Christ Jesus, our Lord, trusting in the power of that name for today's world. Amen.